Today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. According to its latest labor force survey, the unemployment rate held steady at 5% for the fifth consecutive month. That's just above the all-time low of 4.9% reached last summer. The job gains in April were led by the wholesale and retail trade industry, while the largest losses occurred in business, building, and other support services. With the labor market remaining relatively tight, average hourly wages were up 5.2% compared with a year ago, growing faster than inflation. The Bank of Canada has warned that a tight labor market will make it more difficult to get inflation back to 2% as higher wages could put upward pressure on prices. Nijuda Malise, Canadian Press, Ottawa. So I guess that's good news. In some people's eyes, it is. I'm not, new jobs, but they're all part-time jobs. Are, are we making any progress here uh, in this economic recovery? Well, let's uh, ask our next quest, cast that very question. Uh, he is Moshe Landa, who is a senior economics lecturer at Concordia University. Uh, Moshe, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hello. Another another month with new jobs. I don't know that anybody expected that or even the number, 41,000 uh, new jobs, uh, but they're part-time. Uh, should we be overwhelmed with joy or just whelmed, or, or where are we here? Yeah, I think a little whelming is probably good for the soul on a Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, we, we saw that the GDP numbers when they came out showed that the economy had contracted, oh, I think it was 0.1 percentage points, right? So uh, if we still have job creation that's going on that's good then that maybe that gdp number is an anomaly maybe it's a blip maybe it's just a temporary thing uh or maybe these are the last throws of uh a growing labor market either way it's not the worst thing to see that you know the the economy is still creating jobs of whatever kind but is there a textbook someplace that we could refer to going all the way back to your time as as a student or maybe now that you're lecturing uh, that talks about this sort of thing because you know the 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 book the you know the the game plan for you know getting out of the the tough economic times we are was raise interest rates but with the expected dip in employment uh, which is going to try to get inflation under control that's not really happening and yet we seem to be making you know, incremental progress here anyway. Yeah, so the inflation rate is coming down. It's almost half what it was a year ago at this time, so that's a good sign. Um, the easy part has been done. The hard part is getting those last few percentage points out. Uh, but let's also remember that, you know, when we always talk, we we always highlight the idea that it takes about 18 to 24 months before monetary policy is fully felt. And the big interest rate increases came in the summer last year. So we still haven't even seen their full force yet. So presumably those big increases are going to have their effect in coming months. Um, you know, the, the labor market is uh, proving to be resilient. Uh, and, and that's the type of thing that could make it more difficult to to squeeze out those last couple of percentage points. Um, but it, yeah, it, there's, there's really not a, a case study to use to identify what we're experiencing right now. Uh, the closest you could have is the stagflation of the 1970s and in, in the uh, response to the oil price shocks from OPEC. Uh, but even there, it's it's not quite the same because uh, that was driven by a production cut rather than a global pandemic. I'm glad you brought that up about you know the the, the 12 to 18 month uh, lag time here, uh, because you told us that about a year and a half ago, and I circled uh, June of this year on, on my calendar and said, okay, let's have that discussion then, uh, because they are starting to impact according to what, this, what some of these numbers say. What are we going to see now? Um, I mean, you know, they were implemented as you say when we were at 8.1 percent. Uh, inflation. Uh, it's down almost half of that now. 
are, are these the impact of, of these rate hikes going to put us over towards that two percent that we want, or is, is it going to have the desired effect, or is it going to be uh, is the medicine too strong given where we are right now? So I don't think that the the medicine is too strong. I think the issue that we have is last summer, uh, if you recall, we had spoken about uh, Tiff Macklem giving a speech yeah. where he was basically saying to workers. Uh, don't get crazy with your wage demands because you're just going to make it harder for us to wrestle inflation down. And uh, in the clip that you played before you brought me on, uh, the reporter was saying that wages were growing at about 5%, which is now a little bit faster than inflation. So that's the danger now that we see is uh, if the labor market continues to remain tight, if there continues to be this upward pressure on wages, if we continue to have stories about labor shortages here and there, that's where the Bank of Canada is going to say, all right, you know what, I don't think that we did enough with those interest rate hikes. Uh, we might have to revisit increasing them even further. Uh, so it, it really depends on how those wages play out in the form of spilling over into prices. If businesses can absorb those wage increases without passing it along in the form of 5% increases in prices, then the medicine was correct. If businesses say we have no choice, but we have to start passing these on, and we really weren't hoping to be in this situation, then the Bank of Canada might be looking at this saying, all right, this isn't really what we were hoping for. Uh, we might need to give a little shock to the system with another 25 basis point increase. Well, let's talk a little about that and apply what you just said here to, to, to the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've had two public service unions that have settled um, and uh, after well, some strikes and some slowdowns, et cetera. Uh, when you look at those wage increases uh, in those contracts, uh, is it going to help or hurt the situation? You know, the Peace Act agreement, I think, was something like 12% over three years. Um, I think they extended you know. it to four. Right, you're right, to four years. Yeah. So if you average that out, that that's 3% increase. So that's not damaging in its own right, especially given that uh, you know they effectively lost 7%, 8% last year uh, with the high inflation numbers. So I, I don't think that that's going to be a particular problem. And if other unions use that as the reference point for their own negotiations, uh, this is not going to be particularly damaging uh, in terms of wage inflation. It, it's the other sectors of the economy, though, uh, you know, food and beverage, tourism and things like that, which would really jump to life as the Canadian summer hits. If they find that they just can't find workers and their businesses are now under threat that they can't respond to tourists and people wanting, uh, you know, outdoor patios and things like that, um, you know, that that's where things could start to get a little crazy. Um, we also saw in Quebec, for example, they increased their minimum wage by 7% from, I think, 14.25 to 15.25. Those are the types of things that are, are much more worrisome uh, than the agreement that the, the Peace Act got. Um, it, it's, of course, a little bit above what inflation should be, but it's a little bit less than what inflation is now. So, But it, with those wage increases in the private sector, does it follow that naturally that's going to mean price increases for the consumer? It could, right? It's it's where businesses now find themselves in terms of being able to pass that on to consumers. And so, you know, one of the things that we've spoken about in, in different talks is the lack of competitiveness in a lot of Canadian industries. So when you lack competition, those wage increases are fairly easily passed on to consumers because you don't have to worry about your competitors uh, standing still and saying, we'll eat this wage increase uh, in exchange for boosting our, our market share. Um, you know, so I, I think that that's where we run a risk here that we could find this spilling over. Uh, but remember that the private sector is much less unionized than the public sector is. 
So the the public sector uh, wage increases might not necessarily spill over into the private sector. Uh, and especially if if the businesses hold firm and say we're not given in, um, they, they might be able to to absorb some of that shock. Well, and our neighbors to the south, who certainly do have a huge influence on our economy, uh, got some news as well that uh, they've added two hundred fifty two hundred fifty three thousand jobs. Uh, and and it looks as if the Treasury Board down there has decided to put a pause on their interest rate hikes too. It, it, that's good news for us, isn't it? It is. Uh, there, there was this risk that as the U.S. kept increasing their interest rates and the Bank of Canada said, I think we're good here. Uh, when we don't keep pace with the U.S. in terms of interest rate movements, that has an effect on the Canadian dollar. And in this case, by not moving to increase in line with them, the Canadian dollar would get weaker. It's good news for exporters, of course, but uh, it's bad news for inflation because with all of that extra demand for our goods and services coming from south of the border, that puts upward pressure on prices. And for us, who now decide that we don't want to buy American goods and we shift our consumption to local, uh, that also puts upward pressure. So the fact that the uh, Fed has decided they're going to put things on pause, great news. And where you're quoting 250,000 jobs, uh, let's put that in a Canadian context, uh, divide by 10 or 11, that's only about the equivalent of adding, say, 20-something thousand jobs here. Uh, the number we just cited was the the labor market here added about 40,000 jobs. So it seems that their labor market is growing even slower than ours, uh, which is also maybe a good sign that if their economy is slowing roughly in line with ours, uh, then the Bank of Canada has a little more freedom to say, I, I think that we're good at this point. We don't need to keep increasing interest rates. You know, global economy is slowing down. Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Uh, Moshe, as always, thank you for this. Great to get your perspective on this. Anytime. Take care. Moshe Lander, Senior Economics Lecturer uh, with Concordia University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.